<laughs> Good morning. How are we doing, Jack? I am feeling pretty ill. <laughs> <laughs> now, mate, I'm still, I'm still fucking bunged up. I'm still full of cold. Oh. Of, uh, it's horrible. I haven't trained properly. The last two times I tried to get on a bike, I nearly died. <laughs> you know, literally, uh, I did a race the other day, an hour and a half. My heart rate was at max for pretty much an hour and a half. Of it. Oh. Just couldn't, uh, it's, you know. Just get to Christmas. Let's just get to Christmas. Eat chocolate, <laughs> drink. I've got my new apple brewing today, though, so I'm happy. Truth to sh- wait. Ooh, I can't where's that? Super, super happy to look forward to drinking that. Yeah, so that'll be good. Um, um, I got the email saying mine's on the way, so I was like, yes. Just yeah, a new, new new beer. Just a little secret new beer they bought out. A special beer for Christmas. <sighs> dun dun dun. There we go. So, so yeah, how about yourself? You good? Yeah, all is well, man. All is well. The sun's actually just come out here, so um, pretty pretty happy. It's, <laughs> it is minus three outside, though, so uh, it's pretty. Yeah, I've, I've done a PT this morning out in the sticks, and it was minus seven. Oh, that's outrageous. Half five this morning, minus seven in this shed. I'm like PT in this cold bar. I'm like freezing. Yeah, good. <laughs> hey, that is dedication for you. That is dedication. <laughs> Not from you, from the from no, the client. Yeah, yeah. Even he said to me yesterday, he went, I think I'm doing quite well coming out here at this time of the morning. I was like, you and me both. I think you should give him at least five less burpees next time. Yeah, well, uh, a lot of burpees. No one likes burpees. <laughs> Don't need to do them anymore, do we? No, not well, no, not at all. Not at all. No, they're still a good training exercise. Yes, they are. All right. Um, well, we've got a little bit of a, a mixed one for you today. We're going to do some Christmas and race-orientated stuff from myself and Jack. But before, we are going <coughs> to check out a bit of news. Um, inevitably, um, Spartan have some news out that is um, not new, but elaborating on news that we already kind of know so they have released a blog post on the spartan website in the unbreakable story section um the the section that you can't find that is (laughs) well i didn't i stumbled across this because somebody shared it to facebook so why does spartan it's like it's like the bloody it's like the mps isn't it they just (laughs) Try, they're trying to put the important information hidden in all the other information, you know, just try to confuse people. So, yeah, like... Uh. Well, we found what it. What have we found, Luke? What we, we found, found what it. Have we found? So, uh, there's three points. The first point was about the burpees not being there for next year for elite snake groupers, which we already know. So What? <laughs> what? Which we know. So... But there's a, a tad of information in that that uh, is, is elaborating more on this. So the, the, the standard penalty loop will be 200 metres. But if there is more than 25 metres of elevation gain across the penalty loop, it's intended terrain, the loop will be shortened to 100 metres. If the penalty includes a carry, the loop will be 100 metres. I want to know how they've got these metres. like. <laughs> Who is running 200 metres in a minute and a half? Probably VJ. Only VJ. I mean, honestly. <laughs> so, for in that instance, men will carry 60 pounds, women will carry 40. Oh, so, oh, hold on. Whoa, now we're talking. So, uh, 
we were we listen obviously... to me. They listen to our podcast. <laughs> they listen to the pod. <laughs> um, obviously, we've talked quite a lot about this and spoke about a carry would be a more <sighs> sufficient penalty, let's say. So they have included that in, but obviously, it will be a hundred meters um, if there is a carry. So yeah, yeah, some some progress. Um, boom, 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 boom. Which is annoying because of all UK <coughs> locations next year, they're all flat. Yeah, yeah, well, pretty much, yeah. So <laughs> the only uh, seems to be the only difference is elite age group open racers will still be subject to a fifteen minute bur- uh, fifteen minute fifteen burpee penalty while competing at stadium events. Um, I'm, and open heat will still have the thirty burpee penalties at all other events. Luke, you know how that feels, don't you? 15 burpees at the stadium. Yeah, brutal. Um, I'm sure that's mainly due to space at the stadium that they can't just be adding more lanes, which is understandable. Um, so that's point one. Just interesting. It'd be, nice, be nice if we had a stadium, to be fair, in the UK. True. We probably have the most stadiums per yep. per square metre of country footage in the world, square I'm Square metre? Jesus, I won't get my square meter. There's a lot of square meterage. <laughs> Footage of us. Uh, so at least that's a little bit more elaboration on what the penalty loops will be. Is, yeah. um, and at least we're hearing what, what they're going to be doing behind it. So, so maybe then in the UK, we might see things like they might just mix up the penalties. So you might get one that's 100 metres. You might get one that's 200. You might get one with 100 metres of carry, you know, 100 metres of the hill. So they might mix it up anyway, just for shits and giggles, right? Yeah, I'm thinking on probably, well, obstacles that, obstacles that are more failed, a la the spear. Maybe they'll do the carry on that one because yeah. that's a bit tougher. Um, so yeah, interesting to see what they're going to do, but uh, at least we have more information. So point number two, so elites obviously will be competing on the 3k course at all Spartan series and championship events. So we knew the 3k was coming. Um, it's probably not a change to most people. Um, the main things is it will not be at the trifecta or it might be, but the trifecta world championships will still be the three classics. Event. Yeah. The three classic Spartan distances, super uh, sprint and beast um, and the honor series race. So it seems like the honor series that they have in the U S um, will still be across multiple uh, classic distances. So elites will complete on the 3K course at all Spartan series and championship events in 2023. Um, the new 3,000-meter uh, format will consist of three laps, each of which is 1,000 meters. So like what we've seen before from Spartan in the Spartan Games. Yes. So there will be 10 to 12 obstacles, uh, each loop for a total of 30 to 36, Similar to Spartan Cross, uh, which is features in the Spartan Games. So, this is this is where it gets interesting. So, series refers to any competitive elite series, such as the Spartan North American Elite Series or the Spartan European Elite Series. Um, so, obviously, we've known probably for a little while that there will be a European series for the three k. Don't know locations or anything yet, but. 
at least it's in writing again so it's kind of in the works to come um, the next part, so championships, refers to regional championships such as the Pan-American Championship, the Spartan European Championship, and the Spartan World Championships. All other elite heats will be held on traditional Spartan formats such as the Beast Super Sprint. So... So this gives us a bit more insight into this specifically. The bit that we kind of knew about the series, but the bit that's interesting now is the championship. So having the championship as part of that, referring to the regional championships, um, it's very interesting that they have put in there the Spartan European Championships because we already know from the announcement at this year's European Championships that 2023 will be held in Andorra, um, returning there. The last time it was there in 2017, um, and it's heading back there next year. Um, one interesting point is that we did believe that the championship race would be the beast um as what we've heard before and that is also what is donated um on the website so june 10th 2023 european championship beast 21k 30 obstacles so on the website it does actually class it as a beast race so it is it is going to be interesting to see if they're going to make an adjustment to that and change that down to a 3K format. Um, and I also, wonder, I wonder with all these decisions, how long it's like a typical Spartan thing, right? They've made this decision now on paper mm. and on paper in an office somewhere where it's nice and warm, it probably works. Do you know what I mean? Over 20 of them discussing it on a, on a, you know, you can imagine, can't you Spartan get together and Dave Watson and this and that, and they're all just on paper. It works. Theoretically, physically, does it work? Um, I think that's something we're going to have to see. <laughs> um, yeah. But How long is it going to take them to go, shit, we've messed up here, we need to go back to the original <laughs> format and just add 3Ks in as and where? Because let's be fair, I mean, I'm looking forward to 3K, but we've all heard the top athletes, especially Lindsay and Ryan, come out on another podcast a few weeks back about how they're not happy. They just want to run mountains and have fun on longer distance races at Spartan. So are we gonna are they gonna alienate alienate people? Are we not gonna see certain people come back to Spartan if they go this way? You know, that's my only my only fear that they're actually losing a big part of what Spartan's all about. I think there's a mix. Um but we have heard that obviously the prize money at these 3K event series championships is going to be an enticing one. And I do think that that will make a, um, might make a choice for some people, obviously, um, mainly looking towards like America, a few of uh, the strong European races, obviously, as well, are making uh, a living out of racing and prize money. So that might persuade some people to, attend the races even if they were thinking oh maybe i won't this time but yeah i do understand that spartan have had a uh, quite a long history of being associated with really tough mountainous elevation races in these kind of um, harsh environments 
They've had championships in Iceland. They've had championships in Abu Dhabi. They've had championships in like harsh uh, climates in Vermont and across America. So it it might be a bit of a change, but we will uh, we will see. So um, also in this section, um, they talk about laser pistol. So laser pistol is part of the modern pentathlon event um we have seen that they did trial or seem to use the laser pistol in the abu dhabi Dhabi, yeah um so they used it as part of the team event in abu dhabi which was 3k so it is but uh it is likely to be included as part of the 10 to 12 obstacles per lap in the in the elite series events as well as age group events at regional and world championships very interesting. Um, so if you're looking at that, it's the 10 to 12 obstacles. So you're going to have to do the laser pistol three times if you're doing the um, elite events. But it's also interesting that they mentioned that it may be in the age group events. Yeah. Um, I suppose it's trial and error, isn't it? If it works, they'll whack it in. If they can make it accommodate for it, it'll work. But Yeah. So... Uh, Carrying on from that, we are work, we are currently working to have laser pistol for all events, which means open categories will also be able to experience the new obstacle. Um, obviously, we're unsure of how fast this will spread across the Spartan globe. They are very very widespread. So I suppose it comes down to the fact of getting the guns out, make sure they're standardised, getting the right you know all that sort of thing takes time getting it to the countries. Do you know what I mean? Like. I mean, Spartan couldn't even get protein tops out for the last four years, so God knows how they're going to get you know, pistol guns out to everyone. But, do you know what I mean? It's going to take time to feed these things through, right? Yeah, true. It does say underneath. The rules are still being confirmed, but it's likely that it will be based on a time and a set number of shots to hit the target. Um, so, yeah, they've said that if you're heading to Abu Dhabi, you'll be able to try the groundbreaking new obstacle. So, interesting. The only... Well, I guess one of the reservations about <laughs> laser pistol is it's not a widespread um, piece of equipment. As I know the spear isn't overly widespread. It's not like you can pop to a pure gym and just throw your <laughs> throw your spears. But um, I, I guess laser pistol is maybe taking it that little step further. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure the laser pistols aren't cheap. Where a spear to make a broom handle. I, I, d- I don't think you're going to get many people wanting to make laser pistols. Do you know what I mean? Like, obviously with Spartan, I know all OCR, right? But mainly Spartan. What people were doing because they knew it was a set setup at Spartan. People, and I'm the same. You did the same. You can go and go right. What's the Spartan weight? What's the Spartan rope? What's the Spartan spear? Because we can then go and get that specific item and train it. Of course. You know? Unlike any OCR. Like, you're not going to go, what's that rig that's in Hungary and blah, 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 blah. Let's go and recreate it. That's a little less, you know. But with the spear, it's okay, okay. Most people have a garden or a park or somewhere where they can throw a spear. You know, even if it hasn't got the end on it, you can still throw. I mean, look at the new spear that they've just come out with. Yeah. You know, it's the ring, the target. We didn't have to stick, you have to get it in the ring. You know, so anyone could do that. Whereas I can't see, I can't see everyone jumping to go make make a pistol. Do you know so I, mean? I, can't, I, can't, I, can't I, I don't think many people are going to be making the gun. Um, no, 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 making the setup. You know what I mean. But so I've just had a little look. Um, 
This is just a quick Google, but it's around 800 euros. Um, that is for like a modern pentathlon style specific kind of gun. Um, so as <coughs> for you as a uh, OCR training facility, would you invest in one? If this takes off, like say for instance, we have a year of this now, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it actually ends up coming into every race. Yeah. Right. And I mean, for me personally, I'm going to focus on those three Ks. So if it's going to be three in there three times, three laps, three pistol shots, and I'm failing that or I'm shit at it, then I might come away and go, do you know what? I might need to work on this. Mm-hmm. It might be something that will get invested in. However, I break this down as a coach and you'll probably agree with me. Firstly, I think, right, what's it trying to achieve? So first, like a bit like the spear. There's a bit of aim in there. There's a bit of there is a bit of hand-eye coordination. Don't get me wrong. There is the actual physical aspect of hitting the target. Yeah. But a lot of it, especially over three k, your heart rate is going to be so jacked. Oh yeah. You're going to be panicking. You're going to have people to the left, people to the right. You're all going to be just in for the the same gun, maybe. Do you know what I mean? So, I hope they have enough guns. Well, yeah, I know, but same position. I mean, so ideally. They're the things you can work first, right? So you can think, right, how do I settle my heart rate? How do I get in that position, keep my arms straight? Obviously, I'm, I'm going to be shooting the pistol. I mean, this is a video one, so you can see me. But I'm going to be shooting the pistol with, you know, holding my arms out in front of me. Do I need to do things like that first to get used to that feeling of, you know, zen before, yeah. before shooting? A bit like the spear, right? Of course. You know? And we all know spear. Everyone can hit the spear. 100% everyone can hit the spear. It just comes down to the that moment. You know, were my shoes tied right? You know, was the wind going in the right direction? Was I thinking about other things? Was I, you know, was I worried about what yeah. I could do that? Not, you know. But even just thinking about it now, like what, what, what could you kind of do? You could do like uh, a pretty hard kind of sprint interval um, into like a kettlebell hold in the position you would hold the gun. Just have a... a 100%. Uh, not too heavy kettlebell, but something that would mimic a something that's quite hard. But you're just <laughs> trying to keep your hand within a certain like yeah. width from each other. At worst, you could even get one of those, um, just um, like a what's the things with the little darts on, like a gun. Yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. That was my next suggestion, like a kid's toy. Yeah, just like a Nerf gun, man. A Nerf, a Nerf gun. gun. That's what I was trying to think of. A Nerf right. gun. Even if you're not having got the distance, just set a can out, an empty can, yeah. a brewing can on a wall, you know. And like, even if you haven't got the space to do sprints, you know, most most people have got skipping ropes. You can do some skipping, you can do some burpees, you know, yeah. like max, max out burpees, max out skipping, max out tuck jumps, rolling burp, whatever you want to do. Get that heart rate jacked for a minute, yeah. you know, literally pick up a nerf bone, try and, try and hit, off, hit off a can. You know, you'll soon yeah. realise you're like <laughs> your so, arms gonna be all over the place, you know. Yeah, so don't don't let the eight hundred euros scare you. There are ways to train for it. Um right, part three. So the OCR Triple Crown, which we did mention before in one of our episodes, yep. but has not been mentioned by Spartan really, <laughs> apart from their post about it just on the uh, competitive section on their website. So there's a new trophy that will be announced here next year. It's the Triple Crown. So it is a 100 meter, 10 obstacle, um, world obstacle FISO championship. So 100 meters FISO. 
championship race. It might be the one in Belgium, right? That we know. Um, I'm guessing so. It doesn't say specifically. It just says the a world championship event. So I'm guessing that it will be that one. But 3,000 meter Spartan world championship. So the 3K Spartan world champs. And then the 24-hour world's toughest mudder. So they are the three events for the Triple Crown, which we did mention that they are very uh, wide in distance. We have two fairly shorter range uh, races, and then you go straight to 24 hours. So, But that's it, a challenge, right? That, that's, oh, that, huge that's challenge. That's why they've done it, because they've gone, well, we personally don't think there's anyone out there that can do that. No. So this is the interesting bit. An athlete's finishing position, each event determines their position on the final leaderboard so it looks like before i know you had to do when spartan had the three events it was you have to win each one um now it sounds like that there will be an overall leaderboard um say jack comes 10th first and 10th yeah fifth i was gonna say but 10th mate (laughs) um yeah you would have a a leaderboard and your finish, yeah, yeah. Uh, your average performances would be on the leaderboard. Um, Spartan, of which got- is better. I like that because it means not that you can mess one race up. Because if you want to, uh, if you want to go for this, you have to be top top end. But what I'm saying is, it does allow you to have a bit of saving grace. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, uh, so after three events have concluded, the five top men and the five top women will win triple crown prize money and trophies in accordance with their leaderboard placement. No, oh, very nice. So going five deep on this, which is very interesting. To um, get people to do it, right? Um, yeah, I'm guessing so. The For me personally, I think the one will be, the hard one for most people in this will be the world's uh, toughest mudder because it's yeah. probably going to take the most training um and like a lot of commitment to get into a 24-hour race whereas you the 100 meter and the 3k are a lot shorter obviously there's going to be loads of training into those but i just feel like those ultra endurance ones especially in ocr is a pretty tough i mean we spoke about it before but if you take a vj or a, a tyler veerman or even you know ryan schleg those sort of guys, probably Ryan Atkins, they probably could do the 100 metres and 3K and be very, very, very competitive on both of those. I definitely think that, well, hey, I guess one of those guys could probably get into World Stuff's mudder and put down 80 80 miles. I've no doubt all of them can. Yeah. uh, Well, we know Ryan can, do you know what I mean? Um, We know Ryan can put down 100 miles plus on World Stuff's mudder and I think that he could easily come and compete in the other two for sure, especially if it's a leaderboard. <laughs> but you also have to be phenomenally committed. Like that is almost like an Olympic year, isn't it? You oh. just have to think, you know, if this is what I'm doing and I'm doing it for the prize and the money at the end of it, because let's be fair, that's what they will be doing it for. Mm-hmm. You know, say for instance, they put up a huge prize pot. Yeah. You know, hey, why wouldn't might... you? Yeah, exactly. You know, Ryan, as he likes 3K and as he likes the 24-hour stuff, he might just go, screw it, I'm going to train for 100 metres, 3K, and this will be my race this year. Well, if it is the um, 100 metre race in uh, Belgium, so that's kind of middle of the year. We know uh, World Stuff's Mudder is towards the end of the year, I believe, somewhere in Texas. 
Um, we don't know where the Spartan World Champs is, but we guess yeah maybe america maybe somewhere else god knows where they're going to hold it but we haven't had any info yet but if you think about it that's one trip to europe one trip to america depending where the athletes are based um maybe two trips to america if the world spartan worlds are there um and they could be an advantageous point of the year as well if that is before this world's toughest mudder be interesting to see if it was after if it was kind of scheduled as it is now so this year we had world's toughest mudder and then they went to abu dhabi and raced after that so going going from world's toughest mudder doing the 24-hour event and then out to abu dhabi to do the 3k if it was this year that would be quite a tough ask. I don't know. Would you be recovered enough after World's Toughest Mudder to yeah. do it? You wouldn't. You wouldn't beat your best, would you? Let's be fair. No, but if it's a leaderboard, maybe it's a case of just turning up and putting in that the best performance you've got. If you've, yeah, hundred percent. If you've got two really good scores, um, do you think we're going to see somebody win the hundred meters and then think, "I'm going for it"? Oh. Yeah. My my thing is. The 100 metres is so specialised, more so than the 3K and the, and the 24 hour, I think, personally. You know, like you get more people wanting to do the 24 hour than you are the 100 metres, I think. So the 100 metres is so specialised. So the guys turn up for that don't tend to even run, do they? Let's be fair. It's not, it's not really a runner's sport, is it? 100 metres. It is super fast. More ninja. It's more ninja. Yeah, it does age itself to more ninja star one. There's ten obstacles, and it's literally just death. I've seen some of the videos that Pfizer have done in different areas and stuff, and they are just flying through these it's obstacles. Thirty seconds, isn't it? It's thirty seconds of pure speed. It is. Whoever wins the triple crown is going to be a crazy athlete because that is actually going to be quite a quite a tough. Um, Quite a tough ask to do. I don't think I don't think anyone can win individually outright each thing. Oh, I think you'll I think you'll get someone like VJ who will probably go win the three k, win the one hundred meters, come tenth at twenty four hour. You might get Ryan who will come second at the hundred meters, third at the three k, and then win the hundred meters. I don't think there's an athlete out there that can win every single event. Not. <sighs> Oh, is, is that a challenge thrown down by Jack? Challenge, challenge yeah. <laughs> um, it, it will be really tough. Um, I think, yeah, you're right. The 100 metres, going from 100 metres to 24 hours is such a huge range. Um, unless you've got that in in the tank, it's, it's going to be hard. But interesting, interesting. But anyway, they are the three kind of little updates that I stumbled across, across this morning online so i thought we would just chat about those because it is very interesting <laughs> throwing up some stuff just giving more information on what we already know um so but that, again that's why, that little why, bit. Hide, why hide that in the, in the depth of the depth of <laughs> website so you know that should be out there do you know what I mean they should yeah. be talking about it and well that's what spartan do very well they do, they do very well at not telling anyone and just hoping well, and then go oh it's all on the website <laughs> well we will share the link in yeah. this episode in the information below so we be, will we will bear all <laughs> we will share technically it's on the website but it is very hard to find um I had to go via a link somebody shared for me already, so that's all right. 
But anyway, so we are leading up to Christmas, Jack. So as a probably a good time to put out there what kind of um, Christmas presents or what kind of races would be great for an OCR racer. So I thought it'd be great today if we could <coughs> if we could both put out some a few ideas about if you're purchasing for an OCR racer or you are an OCR competitor and you're thinking, well, love it. What? Love it. We could do a whole podcast on this. Let's keep it short and sweet. Yeah. Okay. I'll go first. I'll go first. So I get this question all the time, right? As especially as a coach, you take on a new client and they'll say, you know, I've got this, I've got that. And let's be fair. I'm actually always surprised. I don't know if you have the same thing, Luke. Mm. I'm always surprised how much, especially age groupers, how much equipment they have. It's like over the years, they've built up like a whole plethora of equipment. And I'm like, You've got more equipment than me and I'm a good trainer. <laughs> but this also gets me thinking that a lot of people train too technically, mm-hmm. right? They, they see things on Instagram and this is the problem with life in general, isn't it? You see so you buy it, right? But I think the fitness industry and forgetting OCR for the minute, the fitness industry is just a world of you need this, you need that, you need this, you need that. For me, there's a few, five maybe basic things that you need, you know, that I think if you're going to train, especially for OCR, these are like the essential things that I would suggest. And you can train anywhere, any place. So I like that type of training. I like that sort of thing where you go, right, what one thing can work for loads of things. I'm a bit of a multi, you know. Let's, so let's my, hear your essentials then. Okay, so this is purely for, um, first one, purely for um, training uh, grip. Mm-hmm. Um this sounds really silly and you can buy all the fancy ones, but it's just the finger trainers. I've got my cameras here. The finger trainers. So you just buy the, the slip-on uh, rubberized bands that you can just basically... So the open, uh, open ones. Open, close. Mate, it's amazing. You know, it's one of those things you buy, it sits in the side, you don't use it. Even it's grease the groove, I call it. Grease the groove. So it's not a case of going, right, I'm going to do an hour of this. It's a case of going, I'm sitting here on a podcast. What can I be doing? Let's multi-train. Let's train the grip. While I'm talking yeah. to you, I'm not doing actually. I should be doing. There we go. <laughs> so that's you a know? good stocking filler, definitely. Yeah, hundred. Just and they're such a simple thing. And if you if you're a tight ass, right, and you don't want to go on Amazon and buy them, things like your, your wife's hair hair bobbles work just as well. Elastic, elastic bands. bands, elastic bands. But basically, what we do in OCR is we train a lot of this grip, you know, pinch grip, pull grip. But we don't actually train the expansion grip. So actually opening up the grip yeah, mm-hmm. so the opposite way so yeah that's my first one uh, you know a, gri- a grip trainer of some kind there we go okay right, that's good and you can take it anywhere right you don't have to be in a gym you can be anywhere no very true i like it i like it so a nice uh, a pretty simple one from jack to get started definitely a good stock and filler um but so yes um i think probably if you're there's probably one <laughs> If you're new to the sport, if you're just looking in from the outside, you're thinking, oh, what do I kind of need? What what do I really, what do I really look at? I think so many times I've been at races and I've seen the open wave or maybe even some of the age groupers and the footwear they've got on is <laughs> not fit for standard, not fit for the what? terrain. <laughs> White and slippery. Woo. Now, it's not the case of going out and there are so many different footwear options right now, but I would definitely suggest investing in a pair of trail running shoes, trail running trainers, um, something that you will definitely need. Um, and yes, 
Um, they're probably going to get dirty if you're doing a Spartan, if you're doing a nuclear, if you're doing a nuts race or something like that. But they're going to be great for training. They're going to be great for racing. Um, but yeah, trail running shoes. Here's um, a question for you then, I'm a newbie. I like following you, Luke, and I see you wear Innovate. So they're going to be good for me. Depends on the style of shoe and also what your foot um, inclination is. Like uh, maybe you've got quite a wide. Jesus, you really have sold a dictionary this season. I'm going to bap all these words and put them on an end. So maybe you've got a wide foot. Maybe you've got um, a kind of uh, a bit more of a narrow foot. Maybe. There's certain different types. So that might be something to go to a specific running store and get your foot kind of tested. Sometimes they have shoes that you can try on on a treadmill. Um, but a lot of companies do a great uh, <laughs> a great range of shoes, which do actually give you a lot of information of what the shoe would be good for. Um, I mean, to be fair, if you're already running, so say, for instance, you're already running I don't yeah. know, Adidas or Nike, there's a good chance that shoe company will make a trail shoe. Yeah. You know what I mean, so try, maybe try there first, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and most companies, even now, like you can send them back. So I won't say you go and do your 20 mile run in them. All I'm saying is you can wear them around the house. You almost know within minutes, don't you, whether they're going to fit you. Oh, definitely. If if you are a seasoned runner or somebody who does run a lot, you're going to know what feels good for you and you're going to know what doesn't really feel that it's going to work. But if you're just trying OCR and you're just jumping in, uh, that's my suggestion. Get some trail running shoes or put them on your Christmas list. Um, but yeah, like Jack said, make sure that you're kind of looking, <laughs> looking at the ones that are going to be a good fit for you. There's nothing worse than taking them off or they're really hurting your foot. So have a little look at that. But yeah, like my brands like Innovate, they do a lot of different range. They've got some wide base ones. They've got some uh, more tighter ones so yeah check them out uh even hit up people who race in those shoes reach yeah. out reach out to jack say well look i see you racing in these this brand are they good hit me up say well what are the innovates like there's plenty out there so yeah do that that's always worth normally people are more than happy to give you information on those yeah 100 percent. and it's one of those that try and narrow you'll always go through shoes and then you'll find a shoe that you stick with for a few years and you might change again do you know what i mean for sure you know for what? Sure. i've got that choice to make this year to be fair i don't know what i'm gonna race in next year so dun, dun, dun. right um right my number two so um i'm gonna go a little bit more specific towards the weight so i'm a, i love carries uh and i think to be fair that's one area that most people could train on but if you choose yeah, the right bag to 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 actually train with, mm-hmm. then it could be multi multi as well. You know, it's not just a thing to carry. You could do squats, you could do deadlifts, you can get your strength training in. You know, you don't need to have expensive dumbbells, you don't need expensive barbells. You know, I personally have a rep bag. Mm-hmm. You know, they are on the expensive side, don't get me wrong. You know, but geez, if you go the right time than the little and Audi, you know, even they do like bags that you can fill with sand. You know, you can get it to your own weight, you know, 20 kilos, 30 kilos, 35 kilos, whatever you want to do. Yeah. And actually just get something you can slug on your back and maybe do some rounds. I mean, you know, especially throughout the winter, um, you know, you're doing lots of slow, easy base training, slow, easy base running with bags as well. You know, people forget that. That's the side of things. You know, it's, you know, I'm not talking about running your heart rate through the roof. I'm just talking about getting used to being with load. As you know, uh, Luke, we've just had children recently. 
I think my carrying's gone through the roof since I've had Margot because I literally do carry her like a bag. I'm like this arm, this arm, this arm, this shoulder. You know, and it's amazing. Like you do get used to doing it. Poor, right? poor Margot. Um, yeah, Margot's like, get off me. Uh, but no, it is funny. Like you do, your core strengthens, your shoulder strengthens, you get a bit more upright. You know, so many people for the first time ever, they get a bag, they avoid doing the bag carries in training because they just don't like it, which I get. Yeah. And then they get to the race and then they look sluggish. You know, you see it, they're bent over, they're yeah. struggling. Oh, I hate carrying a bag, you know. Well, suck it up. You've got to do it and train it, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I think you're right. I think um, carries are probably one of the most um, underutilized tools in training. Um, yeah. I'm guessing it's not always easy for people or they don't want to go out and take it for a run. They don't want to take it to here and stuff, but yeah, you're right. Doing it will, will help your racing. Um, it's a great, just fitness builder. Anyway, <laughs> it's great leg strengthener. Um, so yeah, real, real good gift. You, like I say, if you don't want to carry the damn thing, right. All of a sudden find something in your park bench or box. If you've got a, a space at home in the box, do some step-ups, do some lunges, do some squats. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It doesn't have to always be a walking or locomotion movement with the bag. It can be in in situ, you know? Yeah. Um, so, Definitely. yeah, that would be my second sort of all-round uh, weighted exercise would be, would be a carry or a bag to do it with. Excellent. No, that's really good. That's a great, um, a great idea for that. Um, I would say that... I would say that... Oof, what are we looking at now? So we are deep in the winter time. Um, yes. What <clears throat> I'd say one of the best things that you could you could get for somebody who's going out running now is a either a pretty strong headband um, that is going to cover like ears um, or some kind of decent hat for running because it is getting cold out there now. How about um, Buff would be great. It gives you multi-use because you can use it over the head and also how on the about, neck. How about a multi-sport media buff? Oh, well, if you really wanted one, guys, you let us know. and Maybe we have some uh, some, have some coming out. out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely something that you can use across there. I think is this is the time of year that you want to go running, but sometimes it is super cold. So uh, wrapping up is a great idea and... I love buffs, mate. I love I think they're phenomenal. Even in the summer, like you can buy the UV yeah. ones that keep the sun off you. So it's a bit multi you know, like obviously I, I, I'm the one on now, but normally when I go out, I have a, I have a buff with the fleece on the lining. So if you're really cold, you get the fleece lining. Oh yeah. Just, yeah. Perfect. Look at this. The, the man's, perfect. the man's got it all. I love buffs. I love a, buffs. A, yeah, fle- even a fleecy that. buff. Even when you're, I mean, you don't really get much hair, mate, but when you've got your hair going on, you know, just having something that you can just take your hair back like that, look, so it doesn't get in your eyes. Oh, a headband, big girl. Headband. No, I'm not saying headband, but a buff does the same thing. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, a buff or a headband. Buff or a, or a headband, stuff. something would be yeah. great, I think, right now. Filler. Yeah. And not too expensive, right? No, uh, yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> sorry, I was going on to number four. I was just, I was rolling straight. You, you, you roll on, mate, you roll on. Okay, so we've just had Black Friday, which is a good time to buy this next thing. Uh, I personally, I I hate to say, I like to be a minimalist, right? I hate to say I rely on technology. However, this little thing that sat on my watch, I don't know, on oh, my watch, on my wrist, <laughs> I don't know where I would be without it. Like, I know it's expensive. Again, you know, you could be 300 pounds upwards for a Garmin watch or a Santo mm. or a Polar. However, I think if you're going to take the sport of OCR, running, multi-sport, 
you know, even a little bit slightest, you know, you want to be doing it, you need some sort of watch. I think tracking, keeping an idea of where you're at in time as well um, is well worth it. Like I say, you can pay £100 and get a cheap one, even second hands. You can pay, if you know, if, if your mum wants to buy you an 800 quid new Fenix, she can, you know. Yeah. It is what it is. But personally, I think you if you want to take this seriously, you should be running with a watch of some kind, a tracking GPS watch. And potentially, I'm going to put a heart rate in there as well. Yeah. You know, maybe because you get a bundle, maybe. So, you know, I would definitely be looking for a decent watch. Uh, yeah. Not an Apple watch, please. Don't <laughs> watch. They're just, no, um, that pays me. Because the problem is most, what I find, especially when I'm coaching athletes, a lot of the uh, third-party apps don't go with certain watches. So yeah. do do, you, do your research, guys. Find a watch that you like. Ultimately, you like the look of. I mean, I don't nah. care. I want it to look a bit slimmer. I know you've got the triathlon watch, haven't you? Yeah, I've, I've got, got the, the Fenix. You know, Forerunner. I didn't want to think too bulky, you know. No. Um, so, yeah, uh, for me, a watch and a heart rate to get training would be would be a good stocking filler. That's a stocking filler? Really. That's a really. but, that is the tree. Yeah, that is the tree. Yeah. It's Father Christmas. <laughs> the um, price of them. No, it's definitely a great idea. I would say <coughs> um, my watch really helps in more so in training than actual in the race. In the race, yeah. it gives you kind of um, a nice bit of information but do you I'm, look at your watch in the race at all uh, a little bit not overly what will you look at I would try and look quickly at heart rate and then probably close, <laughs> close my eyes again instantly when I see it in the race <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> but generally it's time because we've we've raced enough now to kind of understand how long a specific kind of race is going to take us even if it's a wales event that is probably going to take a little bit longer you still kind of realize okay this is the two two thirty two forty mark or a super fast sprint uh, okay this is 28 to 35 minutes you can't do, you do the halfway thing so like for instance like I, I have mine set to distance time and heart rate yeah. so say for instance you're doing an eight mile race you look down at four. Oh yeah, and you, yeah. See th- you see 30 minutes you're like right I'm for the hour I'm for the hour let's go the, the worst is you see it go halfway on your watch but yeah. then you run another mile and then the halfway sign goes past you oh. and you're like oh no they haven't measured it they haven't measured it oh but yeah no that's always fun but yeah that's the other game to play as well and especially like road running like to see if they've got the mile markers at the same time as your watch so as oh. it goes beep it's like yes on the mile marker how sad are we how sad are we <laughs> oh dear yes so but yeah watch is a great thing um you were saying about heart rate as well there. I would definitely look at something like a MyZone as well that gives you a little bit of um, adjustability. Um, you can put it on your wrist. You can put it on your biceps. You can put it on your chest. Um, I know you've got one as well. Uh, the Switch, I think they're really great. That's a good compa- yeah. companion uh, present with it. Um, yeah, so I wear my MyZone for everything, to be fair. Yeah, I think that they're, they're really good and they work well with Garmin's. I've... I've what mines work really well with it all together um so uh, other ocr probably the last one we'll do for um for little gifts or presents but ocr so obviously keep the cost down i think i've, I've wasted lots of people money, so yeah keep the cost down. so jack's overspent on his budget um <laughs> probably <laughs> something that's like 
a bit more reasonable esque is you can purchase like different grips from um companies um so maybe hanging ropes or balls or like stalactite style obstacle hang downs um there is a <laughs> here goes again hold on note it down <laughs> another word that <laughs> um, so we've had pop up near me quite a few outdoor rigs now um, yeah i see this you flash past yeah quite nice. uh, they've put one on the beach they've put one in a few of the parks and they have like the monkey bars on them not yeah. it's not huge they probably it's only five or six bars but you can make that into something really good doing monkey bars but also if you have the attachments i've got a few attachments that on little clips that you can put on those kind of things you can make a really good rig you can have a really great little training session that just adds something not yeah, just get a bit more specific yeah basically. get a bit more specific especially with the rise of um a lot more classic OCRs coming this year. The FISO Championship. Um, the 3Ks. The, I mean, the 3K, yeah. Like working a lot more on grip strength, but actually grip strength while you're moving through the air. It's great to do a lot of in-gym stuff to really work on that strength. But while you're moving on a rig, you know, it's totally kind of different because you're re- releasing, unreleasing um, on all these obstacles as well. And if you can't always get to like a great training center like Jack Scott, maybe you can get to one of your local kind of outdoor rigs and use these kind of things. So I think they can kind of, they can kind of range from like the 20 to 60 kind of pound range, depending what you're looking for. There might be some more online that you might be able to pick up. I know uh, like rock climbing websites and stuff normally have hang downs as well. And balls yeah, and balls like and stuff that you can utilize. So that'd be great <laughs> to do. But yeah, that, that's kind of a nice little idea you can purchase for somebody maybe just a couple that they can go and use. You can put them in a rucksack, do your run, stop, jump on, do a bit of work, and then run home. Run home, yeah. Ideal. Ideal. I like that. There you go. Yeah, look. Yeah, look. <laughs> so there's our Christmas uh, go spend all your money on OCR list. <laughs> there we go. So um, I thought we'd finish today with a, a little look at 2023 and just a few races from each of us that um, maybe people want to look to add to their race calendar, maybe newbies want to start, or maybe people want to purchase as a gift for somebody, maybe a race pass. So I'll start off. If you are a complete newbie to the sport um, or you are wanting to test it out or you wanted to take a friend to the sport or something or you want to purchase a little gift for somebody, um, there's probably – Two races I'd suggest. I'd suggest the Spartan Sprint as a starter kind of race or um, <coughs> maybe one of the Tough Mudder events, the shorter style ones, um, just because you're going to find the more beginner-friendly obstacles at these events. I would say the Tough Mudder, um, you're going to find basically the beginner-friendliest obstacles um, of an OCR kind of event. Um, and Spartan three uh, 5K as well. Um, both have great kind of community feel to the, to the events. Um, both obviously offer a lot of information online how to train for these kind of events as well. Um, so, yeah, that's my suggestion for a newbie. Or like a nice gift for somebody if you are going down that route. 
And I'll, I'll, I'll also keep on the same lines as newbies, um, but I'm going to go less commercialised. Mm-hmm. So um, I would actually say a race I did last year um, and one I will be going back to this year is Beach Ballistics in Scotland. Okay, lovely. Uh, it was, yeah, it was a really good, it, actually, it was actually quite tough. That Don't put people off. The actual, um, the actual race terrain was tough, but actually I can imagine... You had that real good feel, fun factor. When you finished, you were like, yeah, I did it. I achieved it. It was amazing. Do you know what I mean? It even made me feel like a beginner racer again, you know. So what we got into doing it. So it was very competitive for me, but it didn't have to be. It could have been more of a fun race. Nice. And actually, it had all those aspects of fun built into the race. So yeah, Beach Ballistics is one for me in Scotland. Okay. um, In Aberdeen that I would, if you're that, especially if you're north, I would definitely suggest going to give that a go this year. Okay. Um, and it's a part of the Scottish series as well. So there you um, go. If you're feeling competitive, go and do it as a part of the series. Uh, is that part? I think that's part of the UK OCR series as well. It might be. It might be. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great shout then. A two series, uh, double up on the series events and also have a, have a great time which yeah, is always the thing. So yeah. we will stay in the UK before we uh, we fly off abroad, Jack. Um, yes, I think so. What would be a... I'm going to do my one first. Uh, kind of like, an, not an underground event, but like an event that is not well known that you would suggest for somebody to try next year. Um, my one would be the Superhuman Games OCR. Yeah, okay. um, I didn't actually do it this year. I did it last year. Um, it looks like they um, took it up a little bit of a level this year, tried some new things, um, and it did have quite a lot of uh, like familiar faces were at the events, um, quite a lot of OCR racers that have done um, a thing. And they also did it alongside doing a trail run event. So it does give you the option, if you're not too keen on the obstacles just yet, <coughs> but maybe you could do the trail run and have a little look at how... Uh, how cool the obstacles are so maybe check that one out but uh, what would be your undercover kind of race that you yeah. would suggest so undercover in two ways because i think i think and well we know but we think um functional fitness is going to be huge next year dun, dun, so dun. i would say i would say looking at the high rocks that are obviously already out there mm-hmm. if you want to be a bit more oc an event that i didn't do and i wish i had done and you did was the rumble ocr uh, day ocr games OCR games. Yes, I definitely an excellent be, event. Um, something to do, and we also have heard that DecaFit will be coming over to the UK at some point. So I yeah. think between those three events, you're going to find something that you enjoy doing, whether it be more towards the functional fitness side of things mm-hmm. or more towards the OCR side of things. I think adventuring away from your traditional OCR and going into one of those would be a good shout for something a little bit more underground. Yeah, no, definitely. I definitely suggest that OCR games. I had a, had a great day there. It was really fun. Um, it is a bit more OCR, hence the name. But if you're looking for that functional, yeah, definitely suggest trying a, a High Rocks or a Decker. So let's, let's fly abroad, Jack. If uh, money was no option in Europe, where would be the European race? <laughs> what, Europe. Yeah, what European race would you suggest to somebody if they're flying abroad? Oh, Jesus, this is so difficult. I mean, there's so many beautiful, beautiful options, brutal options. <laughs> um, I mean, personally, I think Morzine, to date, still has to be my most boom. I mean, Dubai, do not get me wrong, was beautiful. You know, excluding the race cars. It was amazing. Yeah. Abu Dhabi was amazing, sorry. Um, 
even Italy, you know, you stand back and look at Italy and you look around, you know, we raced with John and it was a bit like, this is incredible. Yeah. But for me, for me, Morzine, mate, still has to be the most beautiful area where you're halfway up the mountain, you just stop and you're like, this is incredible. Um, we've done it, been there, done it. I think if I was going back to another one, mm-hmm. I think the Ortez, is it Orte in Italy? Yeah, um, where they run through all the villages and stuff. Go through the that, go through the towns on that. Yeah, so, I think no. that might have to be one that I would look to say if I'm going to spend money next year. That would be what I'd like to do. Okay, nice. Purely from that, from the you know the aesthetics of it. So I think my European event to do would be a toughest event. Um, maybe go to one of the ma- the, uh, the Malmo or the Gothenburg event, um, or even Oslo. Oslo has an iconic kind of finish up the ski ramp. Name all the events there. <laughs> but um, I've personally done the Gothenburg one um, way back when, a few years ago, and I thought that was when an amazing event. Yes, <laughs> not that far back. Um, so yeah, that was a, that was an amazing event. So I would check out the toughest um, events, and yeah, go for Gothenburg because that's uh, that was a pretty cool location. Very easy to get to, lovely kind of place as well. So you could do like a city break and also do a fun event. So that's my one. Um, so let's go past Europe, Jack. Let's go for the world. If yay, if yay. if you had unlimited flights and you could travel anywhere for an OCR event, where would it be? Personally, we've always, I mean, again, I'm heading towards Sparta and this is because they tend to put their amazing events in amazing places. Um, <laughs> Hawaii Ultra would be the absolute... Hawaii! Yes, I think. That's, uh... I think. Um, but I would also like to see more of America to be fair like I haven't been to Canada like I think Canada like Blue Mountain I'd that is amazing yeah Blue Mountain because I, I think if it goes back if, if eventually goes back to Blue Mountain that would be my bucket list as well I think yeah that was a great event when I, I went to see that one it was really uh, really epic and then the location is great in the Blue Mountains yeah. as well but um, yeah I think it, you're right if I'm doing Spartan Hawaii would probably be my kind of go to um but i kind of um i've heard that there's a bermuda triple challenge ocr event and they do like three different styles of ocr or across like these days and stuff so that would be great to check out um who wouldn't want to race in bermuda um what a kind of what an amazing location so that would be my kind of one to check out um so yeah, also, as well. Like I was watching. Sorry, uh, interrupt. I watched uh, Instagram the other day, and they were showing the uh, Zellum Z Spartan race, mm-hmm, and it's yeah. like, obviously snowing at the minute in Europe. Yeah, like it did. May also make me think. Like I'd love the challenge of like a completely. I remember seeing last year Jeremy Garchet in one of the French series where they're sliding under the um, barbed wire. Yeah. so much ice and snow so it did make me think like from a challenge point of view, it would be kind of cool to do like an OCR in the complete blizzard. Wow. Like, <laughs> You yeah. could you can go to one of the winter races. ZLMZ is happening yeah. again, and I think they're doing it in a secondary location as well. Um, so they do have the winter races, which will crown yeah. a, a winter champion. <clears throat> and I bet they're like completely di- like fun. Don't be wrong, but I bet it's oh, yeah. so tough. You know, oh. like just trying to hold on to anything that's like even running. Cold, do you know what I mean? Like- running through snow is brutal. When uh, when I, I did. Andorra in 2017, um, the last time it was European Champs. That's snow, didn't it? Oh, 
It was everywhere. It was literally like this deep. <laughs> it was brutal. Everything yeah. was freezing. Uh, yeah, it was a it was a pretty tough event. Um, so God knows what in the dead of winter it would be like. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But that's amazing. But anyway, there's our little trip around the globe, around OCR races that we would kind of suggest. So maybe... And we've probably missed loads. I'm sorry, oh, there, there's, there's tons. Loads out there. there is absolutely send them into tons. Us. Send them in. um, yeah. yeah, send us your favourite OCR location. Yeah. Race cool. or not race, doesn't matter. Bucket yeah. list or whatever it is. Yeah, Because there are no some guys out there that have raced a lot. Oh, yeah. God, there's guys that have been around the world chasing uh, chasing events and doing different stuff. So, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear where the best place was. Indeed. We need to get some more dance moves. That's all we got.